and welcome to this Vimon podcast. My name is Christiane and with me here today I have you, Matthias. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank Good. you for having me. Today we're going to address the topic of cloud-based video editing. Yes. And I'm guessing that it's impossible to talk about software in 2019 without actually mentioning the cloud. <laughs> so can we just uh, start and just address what is cloud-based video editing? Yes. So with cloud-based video editing and specifically our product, Vimon IO, what we mean when we say that is that all the services that are uh, making up the product are based in the cloud. So it's all accessible from a browser. You can use it in Google Chrome. You can access it from anywhere. It's running in AWS. It's built up of a lot of different microservices there, which we have utilized to, and to introduce another buzzword, make it cloud native. And what's cloud native compared to cloud? Essentially what it means is that by being cloud native, we can utilize AWS to its fullest extent. So we can scale up immediately and there's auto scaling elements involved. So when a customer, let's say a big state broadcaster, for example, are using a cloud-based video editing software on a regular basis, if they then see a huge peak because of a big live event or something like that, it auto scales. So there's no need to do massive installations mm. to plan for that. There's no need to look into, okay, where can we where can we use that to make sure it doesn't break? It's all fixed by AWS. So that's yeah. what we mean by cloud, and that's what we mean by cloud yeah. native. But AWS, can you enlighten us a little bit about that? Yes, so AWS is Amazon Web Services. That's the biggest, the best option for going into cloud right now. Mm. Of course, there are other elements that you can use, for example, with live streaming, you can use AWS, or you can use Microsoft Azure. Uh, but for at least Vmon's purposes, we build all our products in Amazon's uh, web cloud. Yeah. And another a uh, great advantage with uh, being in the cloud is, of course, that uh, we're able to push all our, our updates um, of the product out to all customers uh, at once. So there's no waiting for installation. There's no customer maintenance. Mm. You log in one day and then you have more functionality. Mm. And this comes without any cost. So it's constantly kept updated. You're constantly getting new features. We have a great team Aaron Bergen that's working on it, also in New York. So that's, again, going back to kind of the core philosophy of being in cloud. It should be... A, uh, agile, it should be flexible, and it should be uh, giving editors a strength when they're doing this right. Uh, who who can benefit from moving their uh, video workflows to the cloud? So that's a that's a big question with a lot of different answers. But since we're talking about cloud-based video editing, I can move into one specific use case where we see a lot of broadcasters specifically um, seeing great benefits with moving into cloud, and that's where so to kind of take it from the top, a lot of broadcasters are seeing that there's an increased need to produce video. There's a new generation of younger audiences watching everything on social platforms. We all tune more into OTT than what we did before, and linear is kind of going away in that sense. So there's a bigger need to create a lot of video to get attention, and mm -hmm. you're also fighting this big media conglomerates like Facebook and YouTube and all these that constantly push out video, right? So there's an increased need to have a lot of video editors at a broadcast uh, organization. Traditionally, with uh, on-prem solutions like Adobe or Premiere, uh, you would need a lot of training to be able to produce video in these heavy editing suites. Um, there's a lot of functionality, there's advanced workflows. And of course, that's great for people that want to use it to create kind of uh, advanced video stories. Yeah. But for the people that's on a day-to-day -day basis pushing out content to social media or sports or news sites, they need a much quicker way to do this, both in terms of the workflow, but also in terms of the training and getting new people in and starting working with it. Because nobody's going to have time to train a thousand people to be video yeah. editors within their yeah. own organization. But moving it from on-premise to the cloud, what sort of functions do you bring with you to the cloud? What's it possible to actually to do with video editing? 
Yeah, so we're focused on going creating that product that solves the need I just explained, where you can move 60-70% of the work that's currently being done on on-prem solutions into cloud-based software. Mm. And the big advantage with cloud-based software is, of course, it's much quicker to get online. So you have all your content available online, both your VOD catalog and also live streams. You're able to push that into Vimeo or other uh, cloud-based video editors and then quickly get it out to social media platforms or mm. your uh, sports and news sites, right? So that's one big advantage. Another advantage is that because these tools are new and adapted to new needs, they're made in a way that focuses on being easy to use, having the minimum amount of training to be able to start producing video. And therefore, by moving this amount of uh, work from those heavy editing suites onto a cloud-based uh, platform, you're able to much quicker both get people to start working mm. with the video and mm. also you're able to publish much quicker, yeah. which is, of course, key to a lot of broadcasters today. So obviously this is a this is a tool that makes you uh, or gives you the opportunity to edit from wherever you are, yes. whenever, and also you can do it collaboratively. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So th- those are other yeah. uh, advantages. With but what is, the, well. what is the challenges with bringing video editing to the cloud? Of course, we're creating something completely new and we're creating something that will be put side by side with the more traditional editing suites mm. that's been built for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. So there's a lot of development to be done there and there's a lot of functionality, a lot of uh, old workflows that people want to bring into these new um, systems that needs to be accounted for and needs to mm. be set up. So it's a big task to get mm. these tools up and going. And another key element, I think, and we're seeing a split in these products now as well, is that for a lot of broadcasters, they don't just need a cloud-based video editing suite for social media publishing. They also need one for the news publishing, their sports publishing. Mm. And then they have a completely different set of requirements. You need to be able to support uh, MXF files, um, higher quality formats, mm. broadcast formats, really, uh, in these cloud suites. And that's something new um, and something that's kind of currently splitting the uh, the okay. products between social media platforms and more kind of integrated. Do you think products. we'll see this uh, being being able to do this in future to add these sort of files into the... So we can do it today. You can do it today. Yes, okay, we can cool. do it today. We impl- actually implemented it earlier this month. So uh-huh. 1st of October, we introduced support for broadcast formats like MXF files. And we also introduced another uh, aspect that's more focused into these kind of workflows, which is support for multiple audio tracks. So being able to pull up eight, 10, 12 audio mm-hmm. tracks and adjust that, that's key for a sports and yeah, news great. producer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but for a social media team, that might not be something they need yeah. again. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's again, another example yeah. where it splits. But do you see a lot of people that's in the market who needs this sort of tool expecting it to have the same functionality as on-premises sort of solutions? Yeah, that's a good question because, yes, we do. And especially when we're talking to the editors, they want they don't want to go over to a more, let's say, a basic editing mm. suite from what they already have. Yeah. While others at broadcasters might say, yes, we are going down in functionality, but we're moving up in speed yeah. and ease of use. Yeah. So instead of ha- having 30 people that can do edits within the organization, we now have 700 that can mm. do the mm. edits, right? So that's kind of the what balancing. Most, yeah. Yes, exactly. And trying to find uh, the sweet spot where you have a product which can do broadcast worthy uh, video stories, but also not losing the ability to be quick and the ability to be easy to use. And that's where we're trying to find uh, yeah. the perfect balance between yeah. those two. That's very cool. But how does it work with uh, rendering and that sort of stuff since it's happening in the cloud? Is it so better than the Yeah, so that's solution? of course, if we take the traditional workflow that a lot of broadcasters are still using. So let's say you have a live event and you want to create highlights from that and get that out to your sports site, right? Mm. 
the traditional workflow would be to download this into Premiere, clip the clip what you're going to use, do your edits, and then you need to transcode it, then you need to upload it to the mm. cloud, and then it needs to retranscode, and uh, then you can start looking into publishing. And it's this might take 20, 30, even 40 minutes for a two-minute story, right? Mm. And that's, especially within sports and news, way too long. Mm. But with cloud-based, because it's all already available in the cloud, it goes much faster. So we can do, we have customers that use this on a daily basis for live clipping, and they're able to produce clips within, I mean, seconds after it happens. So of course it depends on how long your clip is, um, but using those kind of rendering uh, possibilities that is in the cloud, um, and this secret sauce Mm. within Beamon.io, it goes much, much faster. Yeah. So our own cloud-based video editing tool, Beamon.io, what would you say that this tool is good at? Yeah, so Vimonio is good at focusing on the example I just gave, mm. g- uh, getting live clips very fast out. Uh, but it's evolved from that, so it's become more of a video editor as well. So where I really think Vimonio belongs and where we're taking it in the direction is to fit in in the broader production workflows at broadcasters and other media companies, where they are seeing that, okay, 60-70% of what we're doing in Adobe or Premiere we don't need those capabilities mm. to do, and we can do it faster in the cloud. Mm. If you see that, that you have that need, Vimonio is the right tool for you. Where it's not the right tool is where you want to replace the complete editing suite that you're doing currently on-prem in the cloud. I don't mm. think there's any product out there that can do that, but if you're looking to do heavy advanced edits, mm. Vimonio isn't the product for you. Yeah, but who is the main uh, customer target here? Who can use Vimonio? Is it just bigger broadcasters or... Could I like a person like me use it to make my own videos? So that's another uh, great benefit of being cloud-based and also cloud-native, as I explained earlier. Uh, that means there's no setup time, really, and no setup costs either. Mm. It's really easy to set up for us a new environment of Vimon.io, a new tenant that anybody can start using. So the costs are low compared to traditional uh, workflows. But of course, it is tailored towards broadcast mm. and people that own content. Mm. So that is still the core market. Uh, we see that for a typical telco, for example, don't own their own content, yeah. might not be the right yeah. tool because it's limited how much they're yeah. actually allowed to do. But for a broadcaster or another media company that owns their own content, it's perfect. Yeah. For these so in the, like in real life, you say broadcaster, but that does, does that mean a journalist uh, to who would actually use this sort of tool? And if so, what sort of challenges might they have and why should Vimonio benefit um, to um, be a solution for their problems? Mm. That's a great question. Uh, I think within a broadcaster, just to use that uh, as an example, there's multiple use cases for it within uh, the same organization. So, of course, you have the sports team, the news team, uh, where you have journalists, video editors, uh, even news uh, crew that's out in the field. Let's say you're in Afghanistan filming Mm. something and you need Mm. to get it quick and available for nine o'clock news segment. Vimonio is a great tool where you can just access it from wherever and get it quickly online mm. and back to base. Uh, another use case is, of course, for the social media teams who uh, constantly are keeping yeah. the platforms yeah. updated with a lot of content. Uh, in terms of challenges that they will see we're using IO, of course, that differs from uh, person to person. But I think some recurring challenges might be in going back to what I said earlier, having that mindset of using the heavier editing suites, yeah. you will see functionality that you yeah. don't have in the cloud. Yeah. Then again, it's the balance between... Of course. Yeah. Do we but want if, you, to get if you flip it around and you have a journalist having challenges, how can Vimon.io bring them to the right answer to their problems, kind of? 
what is it doing for them? Yeah, exactly. And that's again going back to if you're struggling with not getting enough content out, uh, if you're struggling with having a lot of content silos within your organization where it's all kept on different on-prem installations and mm. it's difficult to navigate your content, IO is a great way to kind of aggregate that content and make it easily available for a lot of people within an organization. Also, if you're seeing the problem that a lot of broadcasters are telling us that they, ha- that they have is that we, we want to increase the people working with video within our organization with you know, 70%. Yeah, yeah. How do we do that yeah, quickly? Yeah. That's yeah. that's where I There's also in. no secret that in the market, the end users want to see more videos from exactly. every sort of company. Exactly. That's that's And that's what the broadcasters are identifying as yeah. well. So uh, for that use case and for those purposes, IO is the perfect fit yeah. for uh, taking that to the next level. Oh, cool. What do you think we'll see in the future for uh, what changes to come for video editing in the cloud? It's a really interesting topic because it's this is new territory. There, uh, There is, of course, our product and a couple of others in the market that can do this now, but it's still early in this new kind of editing life cycle uh, with doing editing in the cloud. Mm. So, I mean, the possibilities are unlimited because, mm. again, it's software, right? Anything yeah. is possible. It yeah. just needs to be developed. But I do think that going in the direction of having a product that can be integrated in the production workflows is the key to where at least we are going and where we, uh, customers will have the most value of these kind of products uh, in the future. Because uh, if you just keep your focus on being kind of a island outside a production workflow for the social media team to use, you're going to be irre- irrelevant at some point. Mm. Um, so I think focusing on that, getting as much functionality that's not really needed to do in these heavy editing suites, getting that into the cloud, going that direction is going to mm. be key going mm. forwards. And then again, a lot of stuff can happen, right? It's, mm. uh, it's the no, cloud. <laughs> it's the cloud. It's uh, endless Unlimited, possibilities. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Since Vimon.io is cloud-based, that means it's collaborative and anyone can use it from anywhere. What does that mean for uh, storage? What it means for people using the more traditional tools that's on-prem today is that, of course, and a lot of people recognize the challenges with working with uh, video that's stored on your own computer and it's only stored there and it's hard to share with others, especially if you're doing bigger projects. Uh, let's say you're 10 or 20 people even mm. working on a story. Uh, it's a lot of, it's a cumbersome workflow of sending files back and forth, um, having to kind of adjust to older and newer versions of the project itself. And there's, uh, of course, the big risk of having things stored just on your PC. What, what happens if that mm. PC breaks, mm. right? Uh, so here, cloud-based uh, editing uh, has an advantage with not only giving people, of course, the possibility to store their video projects in the cloud, but also making it much more collaborative. So people can work together in a single kind of project yeah. where they all can see changes happening in real time, just like Google Docs, yeah. really, where you yeah. can see... Google Docs video editing yes, version. Yeah, exactly. Where I make, If I make a change, you will see it in yeah. real time. Yeah. And of course, you can do a lot of stuff with uh, role permissions. Mm. You can set what pe- different people can do. And it, ge- it allows for much more efe- efficient workflow in mm. these kind of projects where a lot of people are working together and also storing it in the cloud and yeah. it's getting there, more and more cost effective. What's the well. limit for storage? How much can you no, store? So, on, on again, cloud? being cloud native, it's unlimited, okay. but it has a cost, of okay, course. Yeah. It has a cost. Yeah. Uh, so the way we structure it is that we include a certain limit of storage mm. on a monthly basis. And if you exceed that, there we will move you up to the next yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, but of course, a lot of people are concerned about the costs of storing everything in the cloud, and it is 
something that has historically been uh, expensive, but it is getting cheaper and cheaper as these kind of solutions are being uh, evolved as well. So I have no doubt that even today, there's a lot of cost efficiencies to be drawn from it, but going forwards as well, the gap will be just higher or, or bigger and bigger. Yeah. Mm. So how would uh, Vimon IO compared to on-premises tools like Adobe, how would it scale and why is it a benefit? That's also where we see great advantages with being in the cloud because when you're in the cloud, we can scale at a much higher level than you can do with on-premise installations. So typically for these editing suites, you would pay a producer fee, there's an installation fee, of course, licenses, uh, and especially for the bigger broadcasters, mm. this can be a major cost, right? But with IO, because it's cloud native, uh, we're actually able to scale that up without without any cost for us. So we, we don't have any per user fees. Mm. We don't have any installation requirements uh, other than using Google Chrome, basically. Yeah. So it's a completely yeah exactly. So it's a different world within those terms. So it, it's a lot more cost effect, yeah. uh, effective uh, yeah. to do that. And also, of course, using the he- heavier editing suites, you need the hardware that's mm. able to run yeah. the, those kind of programs. Yeah. But with IO, I mean, when we're doing demos at IBC and, and AB and with our customers as well, they can use anything from them. I mean, their, their Mac, they can use a Chromebox. It's it's much, it's much a much l- less strain on the hardware that's yeah. actually using it. But right? is it any required internet speed to use it? it of course, you, you will have, you, you're going to have to have a Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we've done demos in a lot of places around the world with sh- really shitty yeah. Wi-Fi <laughs> connection, and it still works. Yeah. And just recently, yesterday actually, we were in a customer meeting and we were on their guest Wi-Fi and they were shocked during yeah. the demo when they that realized that working. we were using the guest yeah. Wi-Fi. Very <laughs> That's impressed about sure that. That's for sure is a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And yeah. again, of course, if you're a news editor out in the field, it's a huge advantage to being able to use that without necessarily the best Wi-Fi connection. Very cool. Thank you much for uh, joining this podcast, Matthias. Thank you for having me. It's great.